0: Thank you for choosing Apparacity.com. Hall of Shadows Radio is brought to you by our talented and hardworking cast from around the world. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, and if you're able to, hit the donate button on hallofshadowsradio.com. Any amount would be greatly appreciated, so we can continue to bring you the show that we love to create. to the Hall of Shadows. White Roses, written by Christina Rocco, read by Marie France Lewis. Sophia looked around the dark, dusty living room. Everything was just as she remembered the sofa with the plastic cover, the old TV cabinet and the mahogany bookshelves that lined the right wall. Though she had spoken to her mother just a few days before her death, Sofia now wished she'd made an effort to see her more often. There was always an excuse, too few vacation days, a sick baby In astronomical airline prices. Now it was too late. The remorseful daughter dragged a large cardboard box over the bookshelf and began removing the books. Her older brother, Bill, asked her to start packing with the promise he would find them a realtor before flying down in a few days. Sophia, suffocated by the myriad of feelings stirring within her, wished she had taken the other end of the arrangement. She always hated this house. It was not the family's first home. Sophia and her brother were born in another house an hour from the coast. It was a quaint little cape filled with the rafters with light and laughter. Days and nights spent on picnics, movie campouts and card games. But when Sophia was 10, she developed a terrible flu. Her father, concerned about her rising fever, sprang out to bed and went to pick up some medication from the pharmacy. He was hit by a drunk driver killing him instantly. Though he was the only one brought into the morgue that night, the entire family died upon that impact. Sophia's mother became distant and moved her and her children into a house that perfectly reflected her new disposition, a stone colonial with rough, old carpets and few windows mother never said anything but Sophia knew deep down that she blamed her for the loss of her husband not even 30 years of prescription and therapy sessions could convince her otherwise two or three hours had already passed sweating and choking on the musty air swirling around the room sophia reluctantly made her way into the backyard it was the part of the house she disliked the most she opened the rear french door and stepped onto the patio her heart filled with familiar dread as she looked out into the garden there between two rose bushes stood a six foot tall statue of the Virgin Mary on a cement base. Most statues portrayed her as a beautiful, majestic creature, but not this one. The statue, now withered with age, was the ugliest, most depressing depiction of the woman that Sophia had ever seen. The statue's head was lowered, a veil covering her eyes, and her hands were cupped to her face in a display of pure sorrow. Her body was covered by a thicker and heavier robe than usual which added to her air of suffering. Even as a teenager, Sophia avoided looking at the statue. She always wondered why her mother would keep such an unsettling piece of art. Did she hope that her children would see it and be reminded of their lonely, suffering mother? An immortal monument to her unwanted martyrdom. Sophia thought it was stupid to ask questions for which there would be no answers. The tired woman looked at the cast iron benches that lined the patio. They were in excellent condition, and their ornate craftsmanship could no doubt bring a decent sum. Sophia took the dusty rag that was hanging from her back pocket and began whipping the first chair. She had nearly finished when she heard the sound of a woman crying. Sophia turned around to look at the yard, but she was still alone. Moving to the second chair, She was disappointed to see a crack in the seat. She traced the crack with her fingers, deciding it could be glued. The crying started again. Sofia gazed back at the statue, nothing had changed. How awful the thing made her feel, inexplicably disgusting. Disgusted by the stone image, she took a tarp laying on the ground and threw it over the statue. Feeling relieved, Sophia turned around the house. She remembered that she had seen a tube of glue in the kitchen. She retrieved it from a drawer and bent down to repair the crack in the chair. It should hold, she thought to herself. Her hope was distracted by a crinkling of the tarp behind her. Sophia turned toward the statue once more. The tarp was at her eye level, laying at the base of the statue. This was odd as there was no breeze at all. Sophia approached the hideous thing pulling dried bits of glue from the palms of her hands. She picked up the tarp and, ready to replace it, looked upward. Both of the statue's hands were now clasped over her heart in acne. Two eyes glared down at her from beneath the stone veil, and her mouth was open as if crying out of Sophia let out a sheepish cry. She ran to her small white shed, desperate to find a shovel, and began hitting the face of the statue. She struck continuously, shouting 30 years of unreleased hate for the thing. Finally out of breath, she looked at the damage she had caused. The statue's hands had been shipped away, leaving nothing but an uneven forehead and a mouth. Sophia's mind raced what did she just do? How would she explain this to her brother? And, more importantly, what nefarious punishments awaited a woman for the secreting of a religious icon? Her supertitious thoughts futile. Sophia returned to the house to call her brother from the kitchen phone. "Bill? Hey, how's it going? All right, I guess. Living room is done. Listen. The statue in the garden. It must have gotten damaged in the last week's storm or something. What statue? The woman statue, and the garden between the rose bushes. Her voice shook with anxiety. There's a statue there. Fee, you okay? Was her brother messing with her? After fifteen years of living there, how could he not know what she was talking about? Whatever. I got a meeting in five. He continued. Don't worry about the property. Just work on the house. I'll be there in two days. Thanks, sis. Sophia hung up the phone without saying goodbye. She quickly remembered that she forgot to close the sliding door. She decided she would close it and have Bill deal with the backyard. Sophia walked toward the back door. was gone. She walked out on the grass looking in all directions. There was nothing but a crumpled base where the statue once stood. As she ran back into the house, Sophia heard a crash in the dining room. The frightened woman entered the red wall room. A ceramic flower vase lay in pieces on the floor she raised her eyes to the far corner there was something standing there its back facing Sophia something wearing what looked like a long robe mom it was the statue as it slowly turned towards Sophia She could see that its face was back and its gaping wide mouth filled the house with an agonizing wail. Sophia fell to the floor and the tables and chairs began to violently shake. The statue began to levitate toward the ceiling, its cries becoming louder and more agonizing. Loaded towards Sophia. Blood dripped from his sunken eyes and a red rain of tears soaked from her. It wasn't my fault, Sophia screamed, not knowing why. She quickly flipped on her stomach, crawled out of the room, and fled the house with nothing but her purse. Sophia called Bill and refused to go back to the house. As promised, he went to the residence two days later. An inspection of the backyard confirmed what he already knew. There wasn't a statue in sight. Just three rose bushes in the garden. The side one looked dry and unkept as compared with the center one. Which was blooming with dozens of beautiful white roses. Hall of Shadows is produced by Michael J. Rocco, directed by Christina and Michael J. Rocco. For Aparacity, we bid you good night.